Orthodox icon of Rachel weeping for the children. This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. I have surely heard Ephraim's moaning, You disciplined me like an unruly calf, and I have been disciplined. Restore me, and I will return, because you are the Lord my God. After I strayed, I repented, after I came to understand, I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is not Ephraim my dear son, the child in whom I delight? Though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore my heart yearns for him, I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Set up road signs, put up guideposts. Take note of the highway, the road that you take. Return, virgin Israel, return to your towns. How long will you wander, unfaithful daughter Israel? The Lord will create a new thing on earth, the woman will return to the man. New International Version The bereavement of losing someone you care about is awful. A parent experiencing the death of a child is next-level grief. There is no bereavement like it. As a hospital chaplain, I occasionally attend to a grieving mother who just lost her baby. I have shown up for premature and stillborn deaths, full-term births, then death, sudden infant death, and more. The grief is indescribable. On some level, there is no comfort and never will be. I know that, for me, providing grief support to mothers who are enduring the death of a baby or young child has profoundly changed me and forever impacted my soul. So, I can only imagine what it's like for a mother. Many Christians will recognize the verse of Rachel weeping for her children as part of the early story surrounding Jesus. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah. Weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children. And refusing to be comforted. Because they are no more. Matthew 2 13-18, NIV. It's really hard to have hope when you're in the throes of lamenting the death of children. We need hope. It's necessary to life. We cannot survive, let alone thrive, without it. It is possible to simultaneously experience hopelessness and hope. At the same time, we hold both despair and desire, anguish and anticipation, in our hearts. While we may never forget who we have lost, we make it through our days believing that another child can change the world for the better. We place our faith in the Christ child, in Jesus. While the old King Herod massacred innocent toddlers in order to ensure the destruction of Jesus. Behind his atrocity was the devil himself who knew that Jesus was the coming king who would one day bring salvation. But the old king's sinister plan didn't work. Reflecting on a vision of Christ's birth, the Apostle John stated, The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth, so that it might devour her child the moment he was born.
She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. Revelation 12 4-5, NIV. Satan wars against God's Son and God's people, whose roots go all the way back to the first prophecy of Christ. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. Genesis 3:15 NIV. There has been bad blood, ever since the fall of humanity, between the serpent and the seed of the woman. The Old Testament Israelites were continually being threatened with extermination, they were constantly tempted to conform to pagan ways for handling their suffering and grief. Herod was just another in a long line of demonically animated men trying to perpetuate the kingdom of darkness. The devil knows that his time is short, and he uses twisted persons like Herod for his insidious schemes. Many people experience hell on earth because Satan is on a rampage, mothers and their children are often the collateral damage. The holiday season is a hard time of year for many people, filled with depression instead of joy, grieving over lost loved ones for whom you will not spend another Christmas with. And yet, there is a reunion coming, the hope of a bodily resurrection in which we will be with Jesus and God's people forever. Satan's most powerful weapon, death, has lost its sting because of Jesus. Death does not have the last word, resurrection does. And this hope for the future helps us in the present to keep going and not give up. The prophet Jeremiah was dealing with children lost in war to the invading Babylonians. His words are a lament in the context of the hope that captivity and exile will not be forever. Matthew wants us to see that the exile is over for us, Jesus has arrived, and the tears that were shed will shortly dry up. There may be a time of suffering that we must endure, but there is glory ahead. Jesus is the great deliverer who brings us out of the grip of death, grief, and lament and into the promises of God. Christ is our hope. Amen and Amen.